Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is episode four of Sessions in Life. Uh, I have, well, I'm Ubi and Tewo. I'm Josh Calhoun. And I am Jeremy Taylor. Great. Yes, we are definitely excited to have uh, Jeremy, Jeremy with us. a special guest in the building. You know, you know. Uh, today we're actually going to be, uh, you know, exploring, well, our topic is basically engaging with scripture, right? So, so far, uh, episode one after our intro was the nature of scripture episode two was the power of scripture and so today we are basically doing we're basically uh engaging scripture but before we jump into that um you know, jeremy so just share with us you know introduce yourself to our audience what what are you what are you what's going on right now because i know you're doing some really great stuff i'm multi multitasking so um we recently launched a church plant in Henderson, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the heavy, weighty thing I'm doing. But then I'm also in the midst of getting my Masters of Divinity at Indiana Wesley um, right. while um, connecting with a group called Greenhouse okay. to help lead other pastors in the Henderson, well, the Kentucky, Tennessee district. Okay. And then um, they're asking me to help with the Kentucky, uh, Tennessee district to um, help finalize more um, banding together for right. leadership and then uh, helping to address the perspective of the African-American community, which right. within uh, the Wesleyan culture. So uh, oh, that's a lot. So right. a lot. That's then great. Yeah. I'm a father. I have two daughters, 18 and, and 15. So those listening that have teenagers, you can imagine that I'm blessed that they're they're good <coughs> girls, but still just the different things that come along with that. And oh, yeah. And then trying to find me time. So yeah. that's that's what, what, what is I that going on? What's me time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Christians don't have me time. You're supposed to die to ourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I played basketball no. this morning, so that was my thing. That's your thing. So you, Great. you gotta find those sweet spots early in the morning. <laughs> right. Dude, I just, I just think doing all of that, um, and then throwing church planting in the mix. I'm like, that's that's heavy. So it's a whole lot. We just pray God's grace and God's strength. I really appreciate it. You. I think that's really you definitely good stuff. Need it. Yeah. yeah. So, bro, seriously, thanks for being with us, man. That's Thank a, you for great. having me. You know, you heard Jeremy say that he's actually a seminarian. <laughs> so, you know, so that that's basically why Jeremy is here to basically carry us through oh. this topic, right? <laughs> um, you know, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, you know, um, engaging with scripture. And, you know, by engaging with scripture, what we're basically talking about is, you know, the studying, the reading, the meditating, and the living out scripture. Um, you know, what does that what does that look like? You know, so for those of us that have had any kind of formal training, I think it's easier, you know, mm -hmm. because we have been trained. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I thought was really cool when I, you know, was going through Bible college and ministry school mm -hmm. was that, you know, when I started, you know, studying, um, you know, going through the course, how to study the Bible or yes. hermeneutics, mm -hmm. what I found that some of the principles were things that I was doing already. Mm -hmm. I, but because I didn't, you know, I didn't know them as principles or I, or I didn't know, hey, I, you know, the, I didn't know them as steps. Yes. Right. I just did them unconsciously. So th there were times when I didn't know, I didn't do them, you know, like yeah. when I, you know, one of, you know, one of the things I learned was when you're reading the Bible, hey, watch out for figures of speech. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just common sense. Right. Right. But when I was finally trained, then I recognized, hey, you know, whenever you're reading the Bible and you see something, you need to take into consideration the genre mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. of you know of what you're reading. I, I know you were going to say something. There's a lot more behind it, but the irony is that we go through school being trained some of the same techniques yes. in terms of you know finding the main purpose for what you're reading. What's the main idea? Um, asking those questions, who, what, when, where, why. Why, exactly. If you take those same principles on a very basic level and and apply them to reading the Bible, which I think a lot of people just naturally don't because they feel like this is this supernatural book that's going to to me. And so I should be able to just kind of take away from, you know, um, whatever just whatever I see. And it's like, no, there's really a art to it which you, you touched on when yeah. you said the whole homiletical piece, which that tells you where a person's at when they use language like that. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, yeah I shouldn't so. be using that kind of language. Cause, no, you're fine. Because what we did say <laughs> was fine. we're going to keep this non-technical, Basic, right? right? Well, so so hermeneutics some, just simply means, hey, the reading and studying of the Word of God. That's what I should have said. Not, you, right. you might have some homiletical and... Well, Hermit guys out there is like, oh, okay. Well, hey, you know Validates what? Ubi. And you know, And you know what? And you know what? We want them to come. Mm-hmm. And we want them to listen, but uh, it's going to be in plain common English because yes. that's what Jesus did. You know, yes. I'm like, you know, the, I mean, the Bible, the, especially the New Testament was written in Koine Greek, mm-hmm. Koine, right? That's common Greek. Uh, <laughs> Jesus spoke the language of the people, Aramaic. So, yeah. so now, you know, so now we come into our time and we are making it all technical. And, and, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's kind of like, that's far away from God's purpose. God's purpose was that, you know, God's purpose is that every person mm-hmm. would hear the word, mm-hmm. right? So we mm-hmm. shouldn't be speaking in high or formal language when we're talking about Jesus and the gospel. Mm-hmm. We should actually make the effort, and sometimes it's difficult, but we should actually make the effort to speak common, everyday language. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, but there, I love what you, I'm sorry, Josh, go I was ahead. Gonna say, yeah, there's definitely a time and place for uh, the jargon that you use. Right. Because, you know, like when you are speaking to individuals, that can speak on that level, then you can use those terms mm-hmm. and it makes the conversation flow a little smoother because right. everybody's on that level. It's kind of like uh, for those who need milk, give them milk. But those who can eat meat, you can eat meat. Well, see, I, I would rather remain on the simple level because I think that, for, to me, I think that's, emul- one, I think that's emulating Jesus. Two, if you actually... Rem, you know, speak on that simple level. It's kind of like practicing, you know. So when when you are speaking in popular culture, right, right there isn't this difficulty in your head, you know, to switch back. You know, it's kind of like uh, how do we say it? Um, you know, Christianese, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, if you're in church all the time mm-hmm. and you fellowship only with Christians, you have relationships with only Christians. Mm-hmm. You ne- yeah. you're never around unbelievers. When you actually have, you know, when you actually go to share the gospel, and I've, I mean, I've seen this happen before. Mm-hmm. You're using church, church terms, words, yeah. and the person's looking at you like, mm-hmm. what, "What is, is he that? What's about? he talking about?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think, I, th- I think, you know, there is worth in having specific church lingo because you mm-hmm. know that indicates that the church is an alien culture, right? But we, but we, I think we have to have this missionary mentality of, hey. We have our language, but we are, when we are going into the world, we need to speak the world's language. So we need to be practicing that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, Paul said it best. I become all things to all men. To all men, exactly. I may win some. You know? So I'm like, yeah, we can speak the theological lingo and throw it out, but how about we just keep it simple that way? Well, yeah. That, that's that's, I, a, that's another thing. Obviously, yeah. you know, we get yeah. passionate about that. But um, so... You know, I think you know. I think you know when it comes to engaging in scripture, 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, the very first thing to do is prayer, right? Yes. Because I think, um, you know, I love what you said about how, you know, sometimes we come to scripture and we think that it's this spiritual book, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, so we, we, just, we just open it and we think it's just going to come alive and jump into our head yeah. or we have to do something <laughs> mystical. When we forget that, hey, the fa- we, you know, we forget that God has actually condescended mm-hmm. in his love. As a result of his love, he has condescended mm-hmm. to revealing himself to us in our language. Yeah. Right. So when we are reading the scriptures, we are reading it in our language and we should apply the principles of our, lang- of our language to study it. Now, the dangerous part is when you start thinking that because it's in your language, if you just apply these principles, mm-hmm. you're going to get it all. You right. forget that even though it's incarnate, even though it's in human form, it's in human language, God has taken his marvelous truth and revealed himself in human language, you forget that it's still spiritual. Mm-hmm. Right, so I th- I think starting with prayer, you know, when it comes to engaging with the word, starting with prayer is the basic thing because it speaks to the fact, you know, it's a confession of God, I need you, yeah. and without you, I'm not going to get this thing. Right, there you go. You know, it's kind of like uh, preparing your mind to receive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that yeah, that's like the first thing when you're preparing, because uh, we prepare for everything. You know, whether it's going to the gym or working out, you kind of stretch first. It's like pre-workout. Um, you know, you're getting, right. getting your body yeah. loose so you can you can do um, all the various things that you're wanting to do without pulling a muscle. Um, many of us have preparations. You sent out documents right. so we yeah. can look at the outlines we're yeah. prepared. Right. So when you start talking about preparing for the scripture, it's good to have your notepad, your pen, your pencil, yeah. highlighters that are different colors. So as things right. jump out, you can highlight the various things that, you know, color coded. And then you um, say, okay, now that I've got all that out of the way of my materials and tools, now I need to pray so that I can have my mind, my heart in the right space right. to receive what I'm looking for yeah. as I'm addressing whatever I might find that I need God to lead me to. I like that. So right. that preparation is, is prayer. That's yeah. the first step. I'm happy you, yeah. you brought that out. But, you know, just to jump on what you said, I love, you know, I love the fact that you point out that, hey, you know, I need to have a notebook. I need mm-hmm. to have my, you know, my markers to color code my Bible. Or mm-hmm. if, if you're using an iPad or a computer, you can just pull up your Bible software, but highlight. Mm-hmm. I, I think having, you know, taking, making that kind of preparation communicates something to God. It communicates diligence. Mm-hmm. I think it also communicates readiness mm-hmm. and it communicates faith, right? It communicates the fact that mm-hmm. you are doing this because you expect God is going to show up. He's going to pour out something. And he's going to pour out something and you're like, God, I'm, I'm going to mark it. Yeah. Because that, you know, you know, so, so, you know, though, I think those are just ascend. That's an essential posture and attitude to have mm-hmm. when you're coming to the word. One, you're coming in humility, but two, you're coming in expectation, right? Yeah. Like God is going to teach me now. Yeah. You know, so, and so, you know, we've spoken a little bit to the spiritual aspect, right? Mm-hmm. But how about our side, right? What are some things that, that we should do? I think one of the most, imp- you know, the very first step, I think, when we're reading scripture is we need to determine what that passage means, mm-hmm. right? Right. But we need to determine the meaning of that passage in that time, 
right? Yes. And I think sometimes... I, I think that gets lost a lot of times, that people yes. don't even consider that this could have meant something different because of the time period we live right. in. Right. You know, because it wasn't, you know, like in, in the human sense, mm -hmm. it wasn't written to me, no. right? It was written to a specific people mm -hmm. in a specific time. So you have an original audience, Yes. That it was, you know, that it was meant for. Right. So I'm like, well, hey, you know, before you start saying this is what it means in our time, you need to make sure you yeah. are determining that you actually take making the effort to find out, right, what it meant mm -hmm. to the original audience, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times it's even knowing what was going on during the time. Right. So you can say yeah. something and it have a meaning for a specific time. But it means yeah. something more, more when mm -hmm. you know what was going on during yeah. the same time. Definitely. So you, I, you know, so you basically that's like basically speaking to um, historical context. I need to know what was going on mm -hmm. during that time in mm -hmm. which this, this was passage said. was written, right? Yeah. You know, and and a tool to have as a Bible handbook. I, you know, yeah. I don't. It's easy for us to talk about um, how to look at and find are realize there's a specific audience, but if you don't know the tools that you need right. to help you yeah. identify yeah. that audience, we still kind of miss what people need to take away in terms of studying and learning and yeah. actually making it enjoyable. Yeah. So, so if you have a good study Bible, it's going to have an introduction before each book of the Bible. That you need to read that. Author. You need to read that yeah, introduction. You, right. you don't skip that. Um, you know, it's almost <laughs> like people skip the preface of a book. Yeah. But that's people that are not book readers. Right. When you become a book reader, you're reading the preface, you're reading the introduction, you're seeing the table of contents, yep. you go back to the appendix. Yep. It means more to you because that's what you do. So yeah. as yeah. you become a student of like the Bible that. or the word you want to know, you can't skip those pages because it yes. gives you so much insight before you actually go to the text that you're trying to make it make sense, sense yeah. for you. Because right. honestly, we're looking for something for us, but it's like, well, you can't really get what you need for you without seeing what it was to them because then yeah. it, it's more uh, enriching and fulfilling. We say, oh, yes. now I get it. That's what was going on. Yeah. So how do I then move to the next step, which we'll talk about? And I, and I right. think that's, I think it's, you know, really important because I think for some people they're like, no, all I, all I need is the word of God. I don't need any tools. Right. But I'm like, you know, you know, like Josh talking about, hey, you need to have an understanding of the history, what was mm -hmm. going on at the time that was written. You know, I think one really powerful example is Romans 13, you know, okay. when Paul says, hey, you need to um, submit to governing authorities, right? Um, if, you, if, you, if you don't do a survey, if you don't have some kind of, you know, maybe other book that tells you about the history of that time, Right. You can read Romans 13 and you understand, hey, yeah, well, Paul was saying by the Holy Spirit that we need to respect authorities. But if you do, if you do the extra work to find out what was going on at that time, you actually discover that the government mm -hmm. of that time was a tyrannical government mm -hmm. that wasn't friendly to mm -hmm. Christianity. Yeah. Right. So it brings so much more impact when yeah. you're like, oh, wow, this guy, he wasn't just saying, hey, submit the, to authorities. He was writing to the Christians in Rome to submit to a government, <laughs> right, that was not, that was actually anti them, that yeah. was against them, right? 
You know, so I'm like, hey, is the meaning still the same? Absolutely. No. But it's so much more intense now. Well, it's right? almost like submit to suffering and persecution. And persecution, that's exactly. What's coming. That's what he's saying. So I'm telling right. you, submit to everything that you're going to receive because you are a believer. Right. So when you start talking about he's my Lord, that's like, man, he has total reign over my yes. life. And yes. So I'm not my own. So, man, you're telling me this tyrant. That's going to mistreat. I got to submit to him for real. Yeah. 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 Take that yeah. on. Um, yeah. Cause that was the wall Christ had. Yeah. That's, that's what comes yeah. with it. So, so understanding the history of, yeah. of that time actually is huge, but not, not just the history, even the culture. There you go. Right. Right. Um, like Brings you, things into focus. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I think I was just recently reading Genesis and this is when, you know, Abraham says, Hey, you know, if I pass away, I need you know, when I pass away, you make sure you don't let my son, marry one of the people from this nations, go back to my relatives or to where, where my relatives are from mm-hmm. and get my, my child, uh, you know, find a wife of my child. But something interesting, Abraham tells the servant, put your hand under my thigh mm-hmm. and make this commitment. Well, if you don't do, if you don't have some kind of material or some tools mm-hmm. to help you understand the culture, then you start to think, Abraham must have been a weirdo. Yeah. Why the heck is he telling this guy <laughs> put to put his hand his under his thigh? Yeah. Right? But when you actually understand when you do when you have some kind of material that explores the culture, then you understand, oh wow, mm-hmm. he was calling this guy to lock himself into an oath mm-hmm. that he could not be released from exactly. unless the conditions were met. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But if you don't do a cultural context, a study of the culture, you you know you don't understand that. Yeah. Right. Now, but something I really want us to touch on is meaning, right? Okay. Because I think we see, you know, we see this a lot in our culture, right? In, within the church, where I guarantee you, as soon as I say it, you guys will be like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? And it's this, you know, you're sitting down with a group of brothers or, you know, a, number, a group of mm-hmm. Christians and you guys are at a, uh, in a Bible study or something, right? And you, you bring up a passage and immediately what you hear is, what this scripture means to me is, right? Mm-hmm. What this scripture means to me mm-hmm. is, okay. So, so that that you know that's that's. <laughs> tell me you've not heard that before. Yes, no, that's very common. That's very common. So I so I want to explore this idea of meaning, right? Because you know we have you know you have a authorial meaning, right? Which mm-hmm, is all, right. Aut- you know the author authorial intent. Right, like that means you're you're looking at a letter or a book, mm-hmm. right, or an article, and you believe that the author of this document is communicating something to you, mm-hmm. right? So you're reading it to discover what the author is saying to you, mm-hmm. right? But then there's something we call reader response, mm-hmm. right? And reader response, you're not reading to discover what the author is saying to you, right? The meaning is not in what the author is communicating. The meaning is in how you feel, right? So you're reading it, right, to get some kind of a response, some kind of maybe a mental response or an emotional response, you know? So the meaning is not found in what's being communicated. The meaning is found for you in how you You feel feel. or what Mm -hmm. you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think... I think that's what's happening in our culture, you know, in the church where you have a lot of people who are reading, who are coming to the text, not to hear what God is saying, but they're finding their own meaning from the scripture. So you hear people say, 
I mean, am I off? So, you know, you hear people say what it means to me, mm -hmm. right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I think you're dead on with that. And the dangerous part about that is that it could have many meanings depending on how you feel. And so uh, what we were talking about, the first thing about praying. Right. So that we get our hearts and minds right before we, you know, hear what God is saying. So that way it's not what it means to, to me. me. Right. It's what God is saying. Right. Mm -hmm. What like, it truly means. Yeah. What is God meaning? But right. it gets mixed up quite a bit. Yeah. And it's it's easy um, and it's a natural thing for that to happen. Yeah. So I don't want anybody listening to think that that's not. I mean, we all agree that it's common. It's very common. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the first issues that um, was addressed when I was in Bible college was a professor literally said, I don't even I don't care what you think it means to you. Cause you know somebody said that, and they're like, I, I don't care. And with that, with that mentality, you will fail my class <laughs> right. because that's we're a, trying that's to a mean find professor out. Right there. Well, <laughs> I'd, thing, I'd be that professor. <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing. You right. know, you have all these denominations that come in there, and then you have people from positions of authority, and so they're kind of bringing their denominational beliefs, and it's right. like, uh, and and the, and it's under the, it was under the guise of, well, this is a Baptist. Theological, and they're like, no, we're a Bible based, and so they were always That's reinforcing, good. no, yeah. just because it's Crossroads Baptist, no, this is Bible school. Right. So you're right. coming to learn the Bible, and that being the case, I'm not coming to hear what your thoughts are, what you think it's saying. Right. What is God saying, right. and how do we pull what God is out, is actually saying? out of the text as opposed to you saying what it means to you because if we start talking about what it means individually right then we never come to terms of what god was trying to convey yeah. and that's dangerous because right. you can make anything um a wind or a teaching, teaching yeah that you yeah. say this is why we do this and it's like that's not even remotely close what god was getting at right. when he wrote and when he he led the the writers to write these words see we have to be careful too because you know god breathed on men to pen to these write. words and so it wasn't even them that were doing the writing they were shadowed by the presence but, of god exactly and that's what gives it the authority yeah and them even using their personalities to convey what's going on in the culture yes. to address yeah. what's taking place for the people so we now have something that we can read and say, man, these same things are taking place. How did God address it then? And yeah. what is our perspective moving forward, forward from right. what God has always done? Yeah. And that's what strengthens faith in the times of trouble, because you can see how God maneuvered. Right. And right. so this is nothing new to him. Technology and all these advancements, you know, we come in excited about mics with color cords and codes and whatnot <laughs> right. and, and, yeah. and how everything's set up here. But just because we made advancements doesn't mean the principles is new. Right. Are not the yeah. same. And so same. when you're approaching a text, that's what you're you're looking for. Yeah. Right. What is this principle that God is has been a mainstay? Right. It's not going to change. Yeah. And how do I look throughout not just this text right sometimes systematically looking throughout the entire bible to understand this topic and that's topical right. study yeah. so it, it's it's the arts that's there but when it's not conveyed 
you don't know. You're just coming because you love the Lord and you've changed your life and you want to grow closer to Jesus. And, and so that God honors that. But then it's like when um, he charged the disciples, go and make and teach. There's a teaching aspect that needs to take place so people know how to address the text, which is why I love this this podcast because that's the aim on a very fundamental basis. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, I think just for a simple illustration, I remember um, when I was a kid, like in my gosh, maybe, you know, fourth, fifth grade, you know, you had this puppy love thing going on (laughs) right back in the day and we would write love letters, you you know, back and forth. Right. And, and so when I got a love letter from my girlfriend, <laughs> it meant a lot to me because you know she was, you know, she was confessing her love for me, right? <laughs> and then I would write a love letter back, you, you know, you know, it, it was, you know, of course it was, dude, what did we know, right? But back then it it, it was it was a big deal, yeah. right? And when I got that letter, I was like, hey, you know, I paid attention to every single word because because I wanted to know how she felt about me. Right, so yeah. I was reading it to discover what she was saying That's good. to me. Right, but every now and again, my friends would find my letter <laughs> and they would grab it, and maybe one or two of them would hold me down. Mm-hmm. Right, and take on a whole and then someone would take reading. this letter and they would start reading it. And as they were reading, it, they were having fun, they were laughing, they were mm-hmm. cracking. So here's what's interesting for them. The meaning of that letter, right, was comedy. That's good, (laughs) right? They were reading it to get a good laugh. That's what that's that's that was its meaning. So Mm -hmm. they were they were using reader response, right? The meaning of the the meaning of the text was based on what it elicited, you know, like what emotions and and it was comedy. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, nah, that's not a joking matter, right? Romance. This this is romance. (laughs) This is some serious Hollywood moment right here, right? Right. You know, so so I think it's important that that when we approach the word of God, we recognize, right? And, you know, and it might be a little simplified, but it's so true. It is. That the Bible is God's love letter Mm -hmm. to humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. So when right. I come to scripture, I am coming to discover what God has to say to me about me, what he has to say to me about himself, what he has to say about the world he's created. I want to hear mm-hmm. what God has to say. And there are times when I hear something that God has to say and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I cannot let that become the meaning Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And there are times when I read something and I get this deep revelation and I become so excited about the revelation that I forget that the word of God, God is not communicating his word so that I get a high at revelation. Mm-hmm. God is communicating mm-hmm. his word so that I live it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that I think that you know, I think we we hold on to that soberly when we come to scripture, right? Understanding that the meaning of scripture is what God is communicating, mm-hmm. right. not you know that we don't get to determine and say this is what it means to me. Yeah, right. right. But oft, oftentimes it happens though, right? Like I've been in church a long time, and I've been in many churches over my thirty-seven years. Right. 
I've been in church since I was 19, serious about it, right? Um, but when you're in churches and you know that you're among a, a lot of individuals yeah. that uh, may not have financial means or they may all be of a certain uh, status, income range, a lot of the messages and the hope that is conveyed to the people is out of that feeling of necessity, right? Right. That they need something. And usually it's, oh, God's going to bless you and it's going to be monetarily. God's going right. to bless you. And so every scripture that pertains to any hope gets equated to somehow becoming a financial blessing right. or a health blessing. Those are the two most popular angles and perspectives that things I think that, I from think that's typically. a great example of reader response. Absolutely. And I, that also speaks to um, a pastor that knows his congregation, so he's trying to give them hope yeah. in the midst of a circumstance that's trying, you know, financially and, and, and even with their help. I want their health, I'm sorry, but um, which is, is, the, is the right approach. But when you um, go in and study the text properly, um, and then when you really do justice to what the text says, God speaks very clearly, yeah. even to those yeah. things, even in the midst of it. Yeah. You know, so it's right. it's it's a proven uh, way of conveying it. Yeah. But you have to um, do justice to what that particular scripture or whatever you're reading. Right. You know, when we say text, we're talking about the the one verse, two verse, yeah. three verse from whatever chapter you're reading that then. Um, expound on right. and teach on, yeah. um, you know. So when when you choose those um, those texts, you have to really do a. It's a lot of reading, reading, yeah. And and knowing that um, for those of you that this is why it's good to have an actual study Bible or a Bible because it will kind of break up in spaces and it tell you what this is what Paul's talking about. You know, he's talking about sanctification and love. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see where it gives another header to where, oh, now he's transitioned to talk about, you know, purity yes. and, you know, the anointing or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Right. And when you can identify that, you can see where, oh, okay, this topic that he was addressing has ended and now he's discussing something, something else. else. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you just read it all at one time, it's overwhelming. And, and that's where people say, man, I don't even know what I just read. And we've all said that. But I think mm -hmm. it's interesting because if I was reading um, a biology textbook or even if I was reading a newspaper. Exactly. Right. It's got a header. I, I, it's got a header. Like I know. I mean, even even when it's this, even when it's one article, mm -hmm. as I'm reading it, I can tell when the author is speaking of one point mm -hmm. and then he starts another argument. Mm -hmm. But that's and that's because I'm applying the principles of. English, but they're relevant right. because it's it's current, right? So when we go back to something that's written from some long ago, we don't think about think, that. Yeah. That's yeah, I that's think true. that's yeah. the breakdown. That's the breakdown, right? So it's like, oh, I understand this because right now, this is what a current event is. It's, that's crazy. Everybody, it's a hot topic, right. right? But the Bible's not a hot topic like that. When you start talking about, you know, he had this many kids and they was named Zebethy and just kind of right. don't name it I all. I want to read all these names yeah. and dates and numbers. But they're important because on either before that or after that, God's about to really tell you what all those numbers and names were about. About exactly. Like, oh man. Okay, yeah, yeah. now I get it. Yeah. You know. 
So I think, um, I so you know, just you know, we've, we've spoken about meaning and explored what that looks like, and you know, we're, we're, we're you know, we're sharing the fact that hey, when you go to scripture, the first thing you need to do is determine what that text meant to the original to the original audience, mm-hmm. right? And that when you're coming to that text, right, looking for meaning, you need to remember that me- it's not about what you want. It's not about how it's going to make you feel. It's about discovering what God was communicating to them and what he, he is communicating to you now. Now, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I like, you know, I, I like that uh, earlier on you'd made mention of, hey, you know, there are principles that carry over. Mm. Right. And I think it's important, you know, just to just, you know, just for just to define what a principle is. Right. Mm. And it's you know, it's just basically saying, hey, a principle. Is a, is a statement that is true everywhere mm-hmm. and in every time. There you go. Right. It's true everywhere, in every culture, in every language and at every time in history. Mm-hmm. That's what a principle is. Right. So an example of a principle is this. If you call on God in faith, mm-hmm. yeah. he will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a principle. That is true in the Old Testament, true in the mm-hmm. time of Jesus, and true today. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a principle. Mm-hmm. So, so when so when you're reading scripture, right? What you're looking for is you first, but you you first need to determine what it meant to the audience then. Mm-hmm. But then you, now that you understand what it meant to the audience then, you have to remove. You have to mine, right? You have to you actually have to mine for that principle, right? You actually have to mine for that principle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll give you another example. Another example is um, hey. You know, in the Old Testament, it said that you were supposed to find a spotless lamb, mm-hmm. right? And this lamb was presented to God for the forgiveness mm-hmm. of your sins. Well, when I sin today, I don't go looking for a lamb, right? Mm-hmm. So, I have, so, so what is the principle, right? What is the principle? The principle is mm-hmm. in every time, in every place, in every culture, in every language, right? That when you sin, to be free of that sin, sacrifice is required. And it must be a worthy sacrifice. That's the principle, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 it doesn't have to be a lamb, but there's a sacrifice. God requires that something be sacrificed, you know. So, so that's what you're looking for when you're reading scripture. You're looking for you first determine what it meant then, and now you actually have to literally do the hard work mm-hmm. of discovering, of actually mining mm-hmm. the principle that you can now apply to your time, right? So, so, so you know, so going beyond determining the meaning of the original text, I think you know one of the first steps in um. You know, and basically in, in mining for that principle is, I'd say um, the best, the only thing I could, the, the best word I could come up with was cataloging or taking an inventory of the then and now differences, right? Like if I'm reading a scripture in the Old Testament, I'm like, okay, now I know what it means. I need to find out 
what are the differences between that time and today? And today, what? How, how does that hit you guys? I feel like I've been going for so long. I'm like, I got, no, I'm, I'm gonna have to just sit back and yeah. No, it, it's you make a, a good point. Uh, you do have to figure out the differences yeah. because some things will be still applicable, like you said, and some things yeah. won't even apply uh, because maybe we don't do things that way anymore or a, a certain situation is non-existent today because we've solved the problem. And so, uh, so yeah, that, that is a, a really good point. And it, it makes me think about, like, in the future, when someone's looking back on our time and they're listening to maybe a podcast like this. Right. Like, what we're talking about, will it be relevant? Or would they have solved a lot of the problems that we're talking about? Would they have put some new thing in yeah. place so that uh, you, there's no possible way for you to assume? <laughs> there's no possible way for you to assume. Uh, Sorry, guys. You're fine. A scripture means something because they've, they've solved it. And so, uh, so yeah, that, that is a, a good relevant point that, uh, that we have to figure out what's still applicable today mm-hmm. and what's different so that we can really apply the word the way that it needs to be applied to our lives. So, yeah. Jeremy, you know, you're, you're the seminarian, so, you know, so when I'm reading the Old Testament, right, okay. <laughs> what, are some differ- what are some differences that I need to definitely be aware of? I mean, there are major differences because, um, you know, there definitely isn't a sacrificial process. Um, there's not this thing of being so meticulous that we have to do all these, keep all these rules and regulations right. to make God happy. Um, you know, when you start talking about kings that were in place then, you know, maybe some of their actions we see today, right. but they're, you know, King David is not. Here. Yeah, we don't so, have kings so, in America. Right. Yeah, so when you start discussing some of the language that's there, um, there are these things that you have to be aware of because they're they're very meaningful. I right. look at I look at the Old Testament. I love preaching it because it's like it's TNT. It's drama. Yeah, I mean right. it's always something <laughs> popping off, and and you have all these emotions that are there. Yeah. And when you really pull that, I was like, man, how in the world did you get all that from that text? But whenever you really do the justice to to and it, it's it's not easy because you're going to have to read maybe five, six chapters after you've looked at one yeah. thing that happened in chapter four. You might not even get the answer till chapter 10. Right. But that name's going to pop up again. That's where your notes come into place. Yeah. And so whenever you're really mining the text and you're digging in and you're writing your notes, as those aha moments happen, it it's revelation. It's like, oh, now I, I get the full story, but it took a while to get here. Yes. And so the Old Testament approach is going to be vastly different because a lot, most of what you see in the Old Testament, as far as um, the way the culture worked, we're totally oblivious and blinded. That's why it doesn't make a lot of sense to people. So whenever you use your tools to find out the culture, so, you know, what was going on in Palestine? What what was the Ur-Chaldees? Why did Abraham have to leave that place? What was it really like? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just Abraham left the Ur-Chaldees? And you never read what their culture was like. So I'm I'm hearing, so the three things that I've heard from you, right? So you're saying, hey, you got to watch out for covenant, right? Mm -hmm. 
like a major difference. If I'm reading the Old Testament, covenant promise, I got I got to make I got to make sure I recognize that hey, they were they were under a different covenant, so the mm-hmm. covenant is different. Mm-hmm. So if you you know don't so when when you're taking that meaning and bringing it, you know, taking that meaning from the then mm-hmm. over to the now, you better remember that it was a different covenant and mm-hmm. that you have taken that into consideration. I think that's huge, right? Yes, definitely. Another thing that I had you I heard you say was government, mm-hmm. right? At least in America, we're not a monarchy, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to recognize that this was a this was a time and a people whose form of government was a monarchy, mm-hmm. and that's a difference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So before you bring <clears throat> that truth from then and bring it over to now, I hope you're taking that into consideration that yeah. this thing that this person was a king, right, yeah. or that, that that it was a monarchy. But something else that you know, another thing that another thing that you've said is so kind of like. If if I'm a Christian in Saudi Arabia, that's really that's not a difference, right? Because in Saudi, you know, if I'm correct, I could be wrong. But the last I checked, right, Saudi Arabia is in some is some you know it's some form of a monarchy, mm-hmm. right? So it's for the Christian, for the belief in Saudi Arabia, hey, you may you know that may not be a difference for you, mm-hmm. but for us in America, hey, there's culture, there's government, different form of government. And then, um, you know, you talked about culture. We need to recognize mm-hmm. that the culture is different. Mm-hmm. So before you bring that truth over, yeah, hey, you know, so when Abraham tells his servant to go find a wife mm-hmm. for his son, Isaac, uh, if you want to bring that principle of mm-hmm. marriage over, mm-hmm. don't be looking for no servant to go, yeah. <laughs> you know, although, you know, don't, don't, don't start thinking, mm-hmm. well, if, you know, for me to find the woman that God has for me, mm-hmm. someone else has to find her. Yeah, is it you know? So yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, we, we, you want to you want to keep those differences. Mm-hmm. You want to keep those differences in mind. Um, and then understand that when you read the New Testament, those things are um, they're hit on even more. Right. So so Paul, um, being a student of the Old Testament law what qualified him to write the majority of the new text is because how familiar he was with the old Testament, having studied it from the age of 13, Mm -hmm. which was a cultural thing because of his birthright, so to speak. And he was, you know, Roman citizenship and everything like that. But then he goes and he pulls out those principles from the old Testament and shows what they really mean now that Christ has come. So even you see how he had to do work and pull from what was once how they did things to, oh, now this is what that meant. Yeah. That was types and shadows. Yeah. It was pointing to something. And so now Paul goes in and really breaks down some of those customs. And, and so whenever you are able to go back and forth from Old Testament to New, realizing that I, I'm probably going to look more at the New than the Old because right. that's what it is now. Um, but there's this merger or this marriaging of those um the covenants, Old yeah. Testament and New Testament. Yeah. You know, that. you know what I hear in all this, and this this is just the weird way that my mind works. Uh oh, you gotta binge it. You gotta binge it. So like, okay. we binge watch on Netflix, mm-hmm. and if you miss an episode, you're behind. If you didn't see the very first season, you're behind. You're like, okay, I'm gonna jump in season three and start watching this, Ooh, but you good. miss. Yeah, you miss. Yeah. The context of certain things, mm-hmm. you miss the characters, you miss, you're like, who is this in season three? Mm-hmm. And so when you were talking about how it may take you some time to read it all right. so that it comes full circle so you understand, 
Like back then, I'm pretty sure there was no such thing as binging, but today it is. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I guess that when they stood up and they read the, the scripture for hours, that, hours, that, that, that was, was their form of binging, binge, right? Binge, right? <laughs> and so, awesome. as you were saying all that, I'm like, yeah. okay, they were binging back then. Yeah. Like we binge things now. We binge yeah. watch, or you can binge read and stuff. It's binge just putting read, yeah. in the time. Yeah, it's cool. You're right, man. I love that. That's that's a perfect analogy. And and when you binge on the word, you can play it audibly and listen to it. You know, right. That's the beauty. Yeah. People are like, man, how do you get all that in? Well, sometimes I'm listening to the Bible on audio right. while I'm doing other things. And, and even when I go to sleep, I'm like, man, let me play this. Right. And it's funny, some of the things that, that jump out, um, even in my, my relaxing. So I think, um, so along with cataloging the, or taking inventory of the differences. Mm-hmm. We should also take, you know, we should also catalog or take inventory of the similarities, mm-hmm. right? So take, for right. example, and, um, you know, for, for those of you that watching, I think this will help. I think um, on, and, and listening, uh, you know, take, for example, when we, when you look at the story of Joshua, mm-hmm. right? Um, Moses, God's about to call Moses home, mm-hmm. right? God has called Moses home. And he appears and has this really interesting conversation mm-hmm. with um with Joshua, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'll I'll just read it. Uh, it says I'm going to start from Joshua chapter one, verse one, uh, reading using the Christian Standard Bible. Mm-hmm. It says after the death of Moses, Yahweh's servant, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses's assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan into the land I am giving the Israelites. Mm -hmm. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites and west west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to the ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, so that you will have success wherever you go, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd I'd like us to take those fr- those seven um, those seven verses, okay? And let's just just do a quick um, just a quick case study, right? Just a quick illustration of hey, okay. So here's what we mean by cataloging the differences, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll start. I'll start. Um, so I'm reading this, and uh, one difference I can see between then and now is that I'm not in the desert. Yeah. I'm not in, you know, I'm not in the wilderness. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not on a journey to some physical land. Mm-hmm. Josh, you, any difference you see between then and now? Well, the way the leadership is is passed. Okay. So, like then there was a a single like uh godly leader where they said, "Hey, uh you're next now because right. this person has passed on. Like today, there's so many, so many godly leaders. Right. 
today. So if someone passes, there's multiple people that are still going to continue to do what they do uh, to spread the gospel and to uh, feed God's people. Okay. So the, the, the man of the leadership transition. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even to kind of piggyback on that, there was no um, conflict with who was going to be next in line because right. this is God establishing who it was without a shadow, shadow of doubt. doubt. Right. And so we don't see that, you know, um, in the average church, there's a voting process. Right. You're submitting your resume. We're calling other pastors <coughs> to talk about who this person is as opposed to God saying, this is the person that I've yeah. set up to be, to be here. I'm, I don't need you to get a resume. I'm his resume. Right. So are right. we even turning to God like that? Yeah. Right. So, so I think, um, it, and it, it goes back to what we talked about before. It's, uh, this is what I think this means. Right. This is who I think should be in this position. This is who I feel like should be here. That mm-hmm. sort yeah. of thing. And yeah, I, th- I think, um, you know, for another difference I see is, you know, Israel was in a state of war. Like they're going mm-hmm. against, right, they're going against enemy nations so they're going against God's enemy. Um, for me, you know, a difference I see is I'm not at war with any physical enemy, mm-hmm. right? I'm not at war with a physical enemy. That's another difference I see, yeah. right? And it's important to take, you know, to take note of that because, mm-hmm. you know, because I think, you know, and you might say, hey, it's ridiculous, but it happens. Okay, maybe not in this case, but I can see someone reading this and saying, okay, so what God is saying is when someone comes against me as an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. I need to be courageous mm-hmm. and go after them too mm-hmm. and believe that God's going to give me the victory, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right. So, it's, so Jesus going on right, exactly. You know, <laughs> so, so, you know, so I think it's important to, hey, to actually say, okay, hey, yeah, that's, that's, that's a difference. One, you know, the transition of power is different, happens differently. Um, two, I'm not on a physical journey. And three, I don't really have a physical enemy that I'm supposed to take over, that I'm supposed to subject mm-hmm. or is trying to subject me. Mm-hmm. Right. It now, depends on who you ask. It's true too. Because some people still say, oh, well, it still means this to me. Right. Say, oh, that's my yeah, it still means that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And again, it's, it's all of, and that's, this is a, a preacher nugget for those that are preaching preaching and, and pastoring or whatever um realizing that there's different mentalities that people have yep. and not being afraid to address that there exactly. are people that think like this so how do i pull them into right. this and argue for them and still shed light in, in, in what god yeah is yeah. Really saying yeah. Um, that's for free <laughs> i love that that's for free i think um so but, you know, when I look at this passage, I think we also see some similarities, mm-hmm. right? Um, that for the Christian, we're, we are on a journey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Jesus said, hey, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I leave you now, but I go to prepare a place for you, and I'm going to come back, right? But occupy till I come. Mm-hmm. So we are on a sort of journey, mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think that's a similarity, yeah. right? But it's a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, any, and do you see any similarity between 
that time in this passage and and ours? Well, I, I like verse 5 where it says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And it's like because of who you serve, right? that there is no one that compares that, is, that isn't a, a, a good opponent right. that can stand before you and, and you feel any kind of way because you, you know you're going to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like I'll point out that you're probably reading from the King James or New King James. Just point that out there for those that are listening. Right. Because, you know, everybody has a version that they like to, to read from and, and, you know, all that stuff. So um, in verse 1, when it talks there about— There goes the professor right there. <laughs> after the death of Moses, <laughs> the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. This is Moses' assistant. Yeah. So we can't—we got to be careful not to think that this is Moses telling the people something. Right. This is Joshua being spoken to. Mm-hmm. So how does Joshua then go back and tell the people, this is what God told me to do next. God is speaking to me saying, yeah. take on the reins, so to speak. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. so what are the other people that are listening to Joshua then have this conversation to share what he just received? Right. What are those elders' responses as they see this young guy who's now taking over the ministry so to speak, of leading in war and battle and what qualifies you. Right. Because all those things are, are going on within the text with the people. And that's what we discuss whenever we're saying make sure you have your notepad and get ready. Right. Because this just might get heated because somebody might not agree. Yeah. Right. What, who, you know, what was that time in the Bible when Moses, uh, his sister, got mad and they're like what is is moses the only one that hears from god right. you know yeah. so it was like yeah. these feelings but you were just saving me when i was going down the yeah. the, the the jordan river like right. man, where's that compassion yeah. going you know see I, okay so i really like I, I love that example there because i think you know i think when i when i look at that i can say okay yeah um a difference here is leadership is not being handed over to me, mm-hmm. right? A baton is mm-hmm. not being handed over to me, mm-hmm. right? That's a difference. But the similarity is that in in different situations in my life, mm-hmm. right, that I could be or I am in a place where the reins are being handed to me or I feel like the reins mm-hmm. are being handed to me, Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the reins of leadership, but now there was a time when this was someone else's responsibility. Now mm-hmm. it's my responsibility. Yeah. There was a time when I wasn't a father, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a delivery room and you've given this baby to there me. The yeah. reins of fatherhood mm-hmm. have been handed over to me. I'm like, okay. So it may not be the reins of a nation, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. in the here and now, we all know what it feels like. Mm-hmm right to have the reins of responsibility handed right. over to you so you know so that's an example of hey cataloging the differences and then cataloging the similarities right so when you're reading a passage you want to make sure that you're taking stock you're taking inventory okay this is what's different about this time mm-hmm. about this situation and in you know in comparison to my situation but then here are some similarities here is a similarity mm-hmm. 
and here's another similarity, right? Mm-hmm. right? And that's, you know, so, and the reason why we do this, well, the reason why you need to understand or to inventory the differences and the similarities is because you're, you're about to pull out the principle. You're about to actually pull out the principle, right? right? Mm-hmm. You have determined, you know, we have read this passage and we know, okay, so what is what did this mean to the original audience? Mm-hmm. Well, for the original audience understood when they read this text that this was an account of a, or a record of an episode where Joshua meets God, meets Yahweh, and Yahweh is giving him assurance mm-hmm. of success. Yeah. Right. And he's saying the same way I was with Moses. If you do these things, there you go. I will you. be mm-hmm. with you. No human enemy will stand before you. You need to read the scriptures as they're recorded, right? You know, you need to do these things. I'm going to give you this land from this river to that river, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to give you, you know, so, so that's what mm-hmm. that, this passage meant to Joshua. Right, mm-hmm. this is what it meant to the original audience when they read or when they heard this, and and keep it in mind that now you have to ask what was their scriptures? They didn't have all sixty six right. books. They didn't have the Old Testament. So, right. what was this law that was written? So, you right. know, what we can infer in the text is that they have the same tools to work with that we have. That we have, but right. that's an inference that's not true. Right. Yep. So that's a question you have to ask. Okay, what was it that they had been given that they had to follow? Right. Right. You know. Now they they now they they had it easier because they were getting it in real time. Right. Cool. They they didn't have to discover. Oh, what in what culture is this? Or in what history is this? Mm-hmm. Right. But but they were the ones walking for forty years, and you you know, so, so they so so maybe they had the interpretation yeah. process easier, but they didn't have they definitely didn't have the living process right easier right. <laughs> and the the thing that's jumping out to me again is that you know when that transition happened, mm-hmm. whatever it was that they had to follow, you know this the way it applies to us today is keep that same energy mm-hmm. when things transition right keep that same zeal when things don't go your way mm-hmm. or when somebody is coming to power. Okay. Now look at them. I got to interrupt there. Right. Because no, here's why, here's why, because what you've done, did you catch what you did right there? You pulled out the principles mm-hmm. like, cause he was like, mm-hmm. so, so you're saying, so what, what you did was you're saying, so now we keep that zeal, keep that same energy, keep that in energy, keep that passion. Right. But so you automatically jumped from the then to the now to, now. to the now. Mm-hmm. Now the principles you have drawn the principle you're drawing out is accurate. But I think it's because you've been reading scripture for so long that you're not in a place where you automatically apply the steps. Mm-hmm. Right. But for the person mm-hmm. who's actually, you know, listening and saying, Hey, how do I determine, you know, how do I get to that place where I just do what Josh did? Mm-hmm. How do I just read that scripture and say, Oh yeah, yeah, that's the principle. Right. And that's, that's, that's where you have to, hey, I need to take inventory of the differences. That's why I said it the way that I said it. Right. Because today people know what it means when they say, oh, I'll keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying, no, you're on point. I'm just yeah, simply no, saying right. that, hey, you know, there are steps to getting finally to that place. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. hey, I got to know the differences and I got to know the similarities. So now when mm-hmm. I look at Joshua, I can now get general. Mm-hmm. Like when I compare Joshua's experience to mine, mm-hmm. I can now get general. I can say, okay, 
Joshua had received the you know the reins of a nation. Your name is Joshua, you right? Keep saying right. Book, I read the book of Joshua. You know, <laughs> he got to make a distinction, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, yeah, right. But Joshua received the reins of a nation. Yeah, I receive responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Um, Joshua was about to go into war. Mm-hmm. He was about to lead Israel into war against enemy nations. Hey, there are principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. That are going to res- I'm about to go, you know the principalities yeah. and powers that want to make sure that I fail as a father, mm-hmm. that I fail as a spouse, that I fail as a Christian. Yeah. Right? I'm about to go into another level mm-hmm. of warfare when it comes to being a husband and when being a, being a, when it comes to being a Christian husband mm-hmm. and being a Christian father. So I'm you know so I'm like hey there goes that similarity yeah. right there goes that similarity hey but and then so God says do not let these instructions leave your heart or leave your mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, um, for Joshua, those instructions may have been just the first five books or may have just simply been what had occurred up to that point that was recorded. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have the whole counsel yeah. mm-hmm. of God's word and God, and God is saying, so to, so, you know, so, so now, now I have those differences and I have the similarities and then I'm like, oh, so what God is saying to every people in every time in every place is this. When, if you are, are receiving the reins of responsibility or if you feel the weight of res- responsibility coming upon you, you can be assured that if you stay in my word mm-hmm. and walk according to my word, you will have good success yes right that you know so so you know so that's the process that that that's the process Mm -hmm. determine you know coming to the bible to make sure coming to the bible but i'm not coming to the bible to find out what i want Mm -hmm. or to get a reaction i'm coming to the bible to hear what god is saying Mm -hmm. right right? and i need to understand first what the original audience audience understood he was saying, mm-hmm. right? Then I need to catalog, I need to inventory the differences between that time mm-hmm. and my time. I need to catalog, I need to inventory the similarities between that time In and my, my time. time. And after I've done that, I can now start to extricate or mine the principle, right? The principle is the general truth that applies to every person in every place and every time. Yeah. Right. Now I have that principle. Right. This is where now I have to start applying it. Yeah. I have to start living it out. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, that's the application. That's the application part. Yeah. And that's where, you know, there are certain situations where scripture doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Right. How many times have we heard people say, you know, hey, uh, you know, um, I'm actually an athlete and my team is playing against that team. So guess what I quote? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens <laughs> That's me. That's right. Well, my Christian brothers on the other team might be quoting the same scripture, right? Yeah. So I know that 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 doesn't apply, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, that nope. You, that you you you're basically not drawn out the right principle, mm-hmm. and your application, yeah, is obviously wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there are many places I can apply this, mm-hmm. but one way, you know, one area in which you can apply this scripture of Joshua one one through seven mm-hmm. is when you feel the weight or when the weight of responsibility is being put upon you or when you're coming into a situation yeah. that is daunting. Yeah. It, yeah. 
And that's why I say any transition. Some of the, you yeah. know that that's you know if you're right. coming into power in terms of in corporate America moving up, and it doesn't any even on the job, because right. a lot of times you're more humble, you're more God fearing, you're more yeah. seeking God when you're in a place where you need Him to open up a door. Yes. So whenever that promotion happens or whenever that next thing happens, the same thing that got me here. Right. I need to apply that to give me continually through. Give me through. Yes. because this isn't the stopping point. I may be satisfied, but now that I'm here, I'm going to do everything I did to get here. But then I'm looking, what else do you have for me? Because Joshua was going in yeah. and that him and Caleb looked at enemy territory in the promised land. And it's like, man, God has given us this, all of it. Mm-hmm. So everything my foot. So when I'm walking in this building, everything in here, God has allowed for me to have access to it all for whatever right. it is for his glory, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. So, guys, um, so really, when we started this episode today, you know, we'd actually talked and we had said, hey, our sweet spot's 45 minutes. We have failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> but but I really hope, uh, not I, I expect that this has blessed you. Um, right. You know, so on, on that note, we're going to, you know, we're going to come, come to a close. But before we do, I just want to go ahead and go over those steps again, right? The mm-hmm. first thing you want to do, you starting with prayer, right? Um, you want to have your tools out, your notebook, your, your, you know, just, you know, the tools that you're going to use to annotate, right? Mm-hmm. Because that speaks to faithfulness, it speaks to diligence, and it speaks to mm-hmm. the fact that you ex- that you believe and expect that God's going to show up. Uh, you definitely want to start with prayer, because then, but because that also speaks to the fact that you recognize that it is the Word of God, and only the Spirit of God is going to give you understanding of what the scripture means, right? right? Then you want to determine meaning and you're not you're not determining the meaning for yourself. It's not about what you feel. You want to discover what God is communicating to yeah. you, right? Next step, you want to catalog. Catalog the differences, catalog the similarities. And you want to go ahead and then use that catalog to draw or to mine for the general principle <clears throat> that you can bring over to our time. And when you get there, then you want to start applying that 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 principle to speci- you know to to the specific situations in your life, um, guys. So on that note, if you've liked what you've heard, hit that like button, subscribe, share, and follow us on all of our platforms. Hey guys, we really appreciate you. Um, and for real, we're also on Facebook. Um, but if you do have any questions, if there are things you think with, uh, if there if there's anything you think we should have touched on. Or if you have any questions, seriously, go ahead and comment. And what we'll do is on the next episode, before we jump into that episode, we will actually address some of your comments, right? We want, we, we would love for this to be interactive. So, um, so yeah, yeah, do that. All right. We and really what appreciate all platforms you. Platforms are you guys on? See, this is where you guys, you techies, man. <laughs> See, this is where. So this is why. This is why I appreciate you guys in my life. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. YouTube. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're streaming on all the major pla- uh, podcast Spotify, platforms: right? Spotify, Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I think like three or four others, right? You should be but, able um, to find this. But you should really be able to find excuses. this. Yeah. Oh, Sessions on Life by Learners of Christ the King United, Lock United. Guys, we really appreciate you. Praying that you have a wonderful week and uh, that your Monday is blessed. Um, Jeremy, dude, bro, thank you so much for. Thank you for having you, man. You know, and Josh. Yeah, always, special guest in it, the man. building. <laughs> you know? Yeah, actually, Jeremy's our first special guest. Hey. Right, first fe- featured guest. Yeah, so, hey, good. bro, 
you know we appreciate you man yeah Thank and i'm sorry i missed everybody last week i wasn't feeling well i am back and feeling great and so i can't wait to see all of you again next week for so it's so if you did pray for josh like i'd requested obviously your you can tell your prayers have been answered, been answered. <laughs> <laughs> hey we appreciate you guys god bless all right blessings <laughs>